There comes a moment when you've exhausted all your options while simultaneously coming across a product that reinvents your notion about what an honest and high quality company looks like. The Healing Rose was the catalyst to that very moment for me. The Healing Rose Company is a female-owned Massachusetts CBD company based out of Newburyport that prides themselves in using only the best USDA-certified organically sourced ingredients for their vast line of therapeutic products. Their line stretches from lip balms, tinctures, skin balms, roll-on oils, and bath products. Their transparency places them above the rest with third-party tested results showcasing their intolerance to toxic pesticides, solvents, metals, and harmful elements. They provide full-spectrum CBD in many of their products, excluding their tinctures, which carry a broad-spectrum profile, ideal for not having to worry about any low-level THC, which is common for many CBD products. That one's my favorite, and it's good on the palate. Full-spectrum means that they extract from the hemp plant an array of different therapeutic cannabinoids along with CBD and their profile terpenes. The combination results in a greater outcome of healing and relaxation for any individual's needs. Whether you are an athlete looking for any recovery advantage, a patient in need of some relief to remind yourself that you are still a warrior, or someone who sees the frontiers of life with a little reserve and want to calm the mental storms that keep you from personally exploring, the Healing Rose CBD Company is here for your full body and mind optimization. Please visit thehealingroseco.com to explore their diverse line of products and support one of New England's best rising stars in an industry where ethics are fundamental and a company like this will only be found sitting at the throne of it all. Use the code SAGAS, S-A-G-A-S, for 10% off your purchase. Again, visit thehealingroseco.com and use the promo code SAGAS at checkout for 10% off your purchase. To the many martial artists, entrepreneurs, dreamers, and thinkers, how often, for your own sake, would you love a symbolic reminder of your mentality and the perfect dichotomy to match? Murder Nerd is an independent clothing apparel line that represents the sharp, relentless focus towards personal growth and athletics. It embodies the vitality of their creative owners and the network of people who run on the same frequency. Why not elevate your frequency in comfort and style? Visit www.MurderNerdsFitness.com for their personal line of shirt and hat wear. Enter the promo code SAGAS, S-A-G-A-S, for 10% off your purchase. Again, visit MurderNerdsFitness.com and enter the promo code SAGAS for 10% off your purchase. guys here we are again back at it sitting and sweating let's see it's nice to do these in the actual sauna you know where the shit actually started um instead of having to hear people almost crashing around me while i'm in a parking lot or some stupid thing like that <clears throat> all right let's see so there's a lot to unpack here. I hope I hope this doesn't come off too discombobulated or too abstract. I have a feeling it will. 
but <clears throat> there's just a lot that's been going on and a lot of just thinking and trying to well, I don't even know how to say this kind of compartmentalize the experiment uh, the uh, the experiences and then also um, just trying to understand a lot of these things and you know as we go through this this might come this might come apart here and there and I'm okay with that because you're kind of going along this thought experiment with me as I as I go through it you know so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go through I think there's going to be two parts to this. There's the experiments, or why do I keep saying that? The experience, and then also the ideas that fall from the experience afterwards. And I may break this up into maybe two podcasts where we go through the experience and then kind of I expand on the ideas. Because just the ideas themselves, I'd like to actually designate for maybe their own episodes and really only after I do a lot more experimenting um, and a lot more practice so that I can, I guess, further my um, further my awareness and understanding and mechanisms and really just hopefully benefits to these ideas. So whatever, you know, we'll just kind of get into it. So you know, around the holidays, I have a very good friend of mine who uh, graciously gave me a gift, and uh, he gave me a gift to for uh, a f- um, deprivation, uh, uh, isolation, deprivation tank experience. So a float. Um, so that, you know, a float session. Technically, you would call it a sensory deprivation experience. Um, and if you don't know what a float experience is um i guess for context there was like an uh um what would you call it a neurologist no like a neuroscientist his name was john Lilly. he was from he was from the 50s and this was a guy who experimented a lot with um I guess just like the senses and trying to understand what happens to the mind, what happens to our means of communication when you start to take away certain human senses in a way. And that's hard because we're all like very cemented to our sight, our sounds, our touch and our feelings in a way, you know, more than maybe we should be. Um, but it was, like I said, John Lilly, I think a neuroscientist, uh, like a psychoanalyst. And then some people will call him a, a psychonaut, I guess, you know, he ran in circles with Ram Dass, Timothy Leary, you know, if you know who those two are, they're infamous for, um, a lot of pioneering work when it came to one, the mind, spirituality and also psychedelics, LSD. I mean, I think Timothy Leary came out of Holy Cross here in Worcester. Um, so, 
you know, when you run in those circles, you're going to definitely be playing around with uh, very similar things. So this guy created a float tank. It was like a chamber where you would float in it. I don't know the uh, I don't know the process as to how he got his final version, but um, you get enough water where you can kind of you can you can fit your whole body in it. You don't want to be able to touch the sides or anything like that too often, and. I'd say you put at least 8 to 12 inches of water in there. It's not too deep. And then you put a couple... You put a couple hundred pounds of... Um, what the hell was it? Is it Epsom salt? Hold on. Jesus Christ, I am so not prepared for this. It's been a while since I even... Looked into this. So... You put 12 inches of water. Yeah, that's what it was. Epsom salt. So it's a couple hundred pounds of Epsom salt. It makes you incredibly buoyant. So you stay on the surface of the water uh, much more than you would if you didn't have that. And what that allows for you to do is to kind of float freely without feeling like you need to hold yourself up in the water. It, it, like I said, it makes you much more buoyant, so it just kind of carries you there. The water line is just right past your ears if you can deal with the, with the water. A lot of times when you do float sessions, you can put in earplugs. Luckily, they uh, provided that for me. Um, so he got me this certificate to go and try this, and I've done this once before years ago when it, when it was probably just starting to get popular and you have to travel quite a ways i had to go where the hell did i go i went to the edge of like connecticut good maybe hour and 40 minute drive for just like a fucking 45 minute session and that was awesome and 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 i really like that and um but when i did it i could feel right away that well you know, there were a couple things I felt, but one of them, unfortunately, was that this realization of how beneficial this could be if you had access to this pretty often. Because it's definitely like a space that you enter and that if it feels very novel and you're, you're not used to it, there is so much acclimation that has to happen mentally when you enter one of these things. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> I go to where this place is, I walk in, I get ready. You usually, a nice place usually has um, a, 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 a really good setup. You walk into this room, I'd say it's almost like, um, geez, I'd say maybe like a seven by seven room. And that's just like a changing room. To the right side of me, it's like a standing shower with a curtain. You go in there. You wipe off all the oils, you clean your hair, all that stuff. And then you walk back out into the, that middle room, that kind of changing room with the bench and all that. And then on the, the wall on the other side of that is just a glass door. And you open that glass door and you, you walk into this pretty much a, a, a chamber. And the chamber is, jeez Louise, I mean, it's got to be at least six by six, seven by seven, something like that. At least the, the, the pool part of it. You know, and I can't really, it's hard for me to describe, but like, it's got a slanted ceiling so that the one end um, 
one end of the ceiling kind of dips down all the way almost to the surface of the water. And then the higher end is kind of where the door is, so you have headspace to be able to walk in there and then sit down and do your thing. You know, and you have the option, you can go in there with a bathing suit or you can go in there naked, whatever. Um, of course, I go in naked, why the hell not? So I go in there, and yes, this thing has an incredibly sophisticated filtering system, so you're not just kind of floating around in other people's fucking juju juice. Um, it's very well maintained, the salt itself, can keep can keep it very clean but you have to get a very well regulated well maintained and high what would you call it just a really good filtration system and now because these things have become so popularized you have more technology accessible everybody's trying to find new ways of of doing the experience and having less maintenance so there's energy put into uh, furthering the technology for these um, float tanks. And you go in and you can shut the light off in the changing room so that it's all black, but um, there's a light inside of the chamber with a little speaker with a little bit of kind of like ambient, uh, uh, like ambient music. And you can put that at any volume you want or you can have it totally silent. And, uh, and you can shut the little light off in there too. It's very dull, it can glow almost, you know, any regular color, red, purple, blue. So, you know, I get in there, you know, and me being me, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I, I can't wait, I'm, I'm incredibly excited for this. And I get in there and I say, all right, Let's just shut the music off. Let's just shut the light off. Let's just go into complete darkness. And and I can see how this would bother some people initially. Like I said, maybe the way that the chambers are engineered, like different models would help different people. Because if you're a little claustrophobic, I could see at least this chamber being somewhat difficult for people um and i will admit that i i fucked up <laughs> because i went in and as i sat down and tried to float and this chamber is hot by the way it feels like you're in a little bit of a, a sauna because the water has to stay at about 97 99 degrees or so it, it's it's got to be warm the room has to be warm what the, the whole idea is to create an, a, an experience where you don't feel your weight. You try not to feel the water. You try not to feel the air on you outside of the water because any kind of break in your experience connects you to your reality, right? And a lot of people sell this experience as kind of a relaxing experience just for you to get away and relax. But the the science or the aim of it is to kind of lull you into slowly disconnecting to the senses that you are so attached to. So you don't want to feel different temperature. You want everything to feel the same. You want to feel like you don't even feel your body in a way because nothing is triggering your body to react. Um, you know, because you can meditate, you can sit, but your mind is always 
always knows like you're on your ass. You feel the pillow, you feel the ground, you feel the weight of your body trying to stay up, you know? So you can kind of divorce yourself from all of that stuff in this experience, which is very unique. You don't get that. No matter how hard you relax, in, even laying down, your body still knows that it's touching something. So it's unique in that way. It's cool. But like I said, the way that this thing was engineered, I laid down, I was laying down and my face was close to the back end of the chamber that has the steep slant that goes down towards the water. So I only had maybe like a foot of space from my face to the ceiling. And I think in that area, it's going to obviously, you'll feel the radiating heat of that room a little more there. So it's like, fuck, this is hot. I feel weird. Like I feel closed in a little bit. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's try this again. And this is only maybe like two, three minutes in. And I think I have a, I have a good hour session in this. So I turn around, I get, I get, I get in the, uh, the direction that, that I'm supposed to be in and I just kind of sit there and I'm like, all right, let's go. And I think that I'm actually, this experience kind of reinforced a lot of things, but one of them was that it reminded me of something. It reminded me that that I can do pretty well in silence. And I've always enjoyed my solitude anyways. I'm not kind of that person that gets freaked out in my solitude. You know, and I don't know if maybe that just comes with trying to undo the unfortunate and kind of common conditioning of just like self-hating right you just kind of you you if you're alone too long you can kind of start thinking about all the shit that like ah, i should have done this i should have done that why are you here why are you there you this you that you know just that sh fucking just that bad talk that you kind of give to yourself and you know I've, I've tried to i've tried to do my best with that and I, and for a while now i've been pretty good at not having that type of dialogue so I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, knowing that I'm like, this will be good. I'll be able to slip into the state that I'm looking for. And I haven't decided what I'm even looking for. Do I just try to just straight up relax? Do I try to meditate on some concepts that I've been trying to um, understand, read about, you know, I haven't decided what I, what I want to do. And, but, but I noticed that I didn't do what can happen a lot of times in these sessions. And I know this because years ago when I did this, this is what I did. And also like when my wife does this or I have other friends do this, these are the usual these are the the, the, uh, the, the the common thoughts that happen at the beginning of this, which is 
you get excited, you do this thing, you sit down, and all of a sudden your mind starts to go to like all the shit that is going on the rest of the day. So you're trying to sit there and relax and be in this crazy, unique, novel situation. But all you think about is like, all right, well, when I'm done with this, I gotta, I gotta go here. And then after that, I can't be late for this thing. And did I take this shit out for, for dinner? Like, what am I, what am I eating tonight? No, I don't think they like that. And, da, 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 da. and it just goes on and on and on. And like your mind just goes into all the bullshit that in a way it doesn't matter because you know you're already going to do them anyways. But for some reason you're recontemplating all the shit you already know you're going to do for later. And none of them mean nothing. None of them, they're just, they're just normal mundane things. Like, what am I going to eat tonight? And I got to make sure I got to go to sleep at a certain time. Just dumb shit. You know, wasteful stuff when you're in such a cool place and experience. Luckily, I don't do that. I, 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 I don't do that. So I was lucky. I, I felt grateful for that. Because that would just annoy me. But something that kind of, it was very unexpected, but I'm sitting there and I start to get very uneasy. And I'm like, shit, what, what is this? This isn't cool. I want to have fun with this. I want to enjoy this. And it came on quick. It was like I had fear over what I was doing. And it didn't last it didn't last too long, but it was a solid maybe 10 minutes of just combating this weird fear that I had to the point where I had to sit up a little bit. I had to kind of disrupt the whole process and then realign myself and start floating again. Um, you know, in a piece of sitting, you know, a piece of kind of disrupting the whole thing was another thing that's very common too, is like, it's neat where, you know, and I guess there's two levels to this. And I have a friend who's very experienced with this and, and he kind of explained it kind of quickly to me and it, I totally see this it's like there's two phases of kind of de-stressing when you're in there and it's like you get in there and if you don't if you don't do it that often you're kind of you're, you're getting used to letting go of natural body tendencies right like you're laying there and you're floating and all of a sudden you're like, all right, I'm going to relax. And you're like, wait, I'm not really relaxing. And then all of a sudden you feel your back slowly relax a little more. You feel your leg slowly relax just that little bit more. And then definitely you feel for me, your neck. You don't realize you're holding your neck up a little longer than you should be. And you're like, wait, I'm not actually relaxed yet. And the positioning of your head when you're relaxed is almost looking up when you're in a float tank. It's not straightforward. And it's all these mechanisms of letting go that your body is just so used to from just sustaining itself, walking, sitting, holding, you know? Like, it's amazing how your body, you know, 
it's just on this autopilot of just maintaining and holding on and sitting and doing all these things and constantly using its stability um, muscles, all of that, while you're sitting for a while. And here it's just like, boom, hey, time to let go of all of that. And your body's like, what? How? I don't do that. And if I do, I'm probably fully asleep. So it takes a little bit to do that. <clears throat> and uh, and some people can, can let go of those things a, a, a little faster. Like my friend can do it within like minutes. And that comes with experience, you know. And it, like I said, if you don't have that, you're sitting there a little confused and you're just figuring it out on your way. And the benefit to doing it more often is that you get more benefit from the session because you're not so caught up in the letting go stage of the whole thing where I still was I was still very far away from my first session so I didn't fucking know what I was doing never mind it's like if it was that long ago I've lived a life I've lived a I've lived many different scenarios my body has uh, retained more circumstances situations so now it, it's it has a, a new life in it in a way so I have to figure out how to let go of those things and the second stage, like he said, is like letting go of just different tensions your body is holding from your experiences. And I'm sure that that takes a lot more work too. That's more of the therapeutic part of this and much more of the, the place that, that requires practice. Um, because it's an emotional place and it's also a place that's it's only explored with experience going into this fucking thing like over and over and over again. So, you know, it, it lasted about 10 minutes and I finally got to a place and it was, it was really nice. I got, I got past all the weird pains that I had in my body because you definitely, you, you know, different pains come up when you're, when you're floating and you're like, holy shit, my, my shoulder is jacked up or my neck is definitely messed up. It's weird. So if you can get past that and it does, and as it gets better, you can kind of it's not a point of concentration anymore. So hopefully if that pain goes away, you can really sit into just kind of the quote unquote nothingness of your experience. You can let go of your body. And there are moments where, you know, they don't last very long and you have to know to distinguish like, did I fall asleep <laughs> or did I really have this moment? You know, and this moment, I can see where it almost, you know, it's, it's not bad, but some people, like, you can almost feel like you get a little vertigo because you don't know what's up or what's down. It can be so silent in there. And because everything is at the perfect temperature and you don't feel the water and all of these things, you do start to lose the sense of your, of your body and lose the sense of direction, left, right, up and down. And, uh, and it's a very relaxing place. And for some people, they can get um, intense visuals or um, just ideas that kind of, kind of spring out of that moment since you're not so preoccupied with the mundane tasks of your day. And then just also the mundane, quote unquote, tasks of what your body needs to do to just sustain, to, to just be there, 
go here, run there, talk like this, whatever. You know, you're separated from these things. And and I enjoy and I I, I enjoy these things because it's a physical version of what a lot of practices try to have your mind discover, which is you can get closer to what you really are if you slowly disconnect and disassociate yourself from these the senses that are tethered to this reality. You know, and this starts to slide into a lot of different modes of thinking that I've tried to explore for years. And I'm exploring more and more now because I'm trying to let go of it. I'm very much... I don't know what you would call it. Like, It takes a lot from to sell something to me when it comes to when it comes to theories of existence and so and because of that I think that's why I like these experiences you know I'm a stubborn headed monkey so like I need something to blast me into a place to remind me like, hey, that's what you're after. And if you want that and you enjoy that, these may be the practices for you for, uh, th- that will get you there, right? And an easy explanation or example of that is like, because of the way I am, this is why I needed my psilocybin experience. I need to look into the window and stick my head out the window into the experience to then sell me into towards the idea of hey this is here these feelings are here this wisdom is here this whatever you want to call it this tension this reality whatever it is here for you to explore and to go after so now it's your responsibility to embrace some of these some of these practices that are known to get you further and closer to that, you know? And some people don't need that. Some people just, they, they do yoga, they meditate, they do all these things to such a high degree that they feel that they get to that endpoint that I'm looking for. And it's not really an endpoint, it's just a, it's a state of being that is so visceral that there, that, that, that there is no denying of its existence. But if, you know, for me, it's like, if I don't blast myself in there with whatever means, I'm just kind of sitting here like, okay, I'm doing this and doing it and doing it and doing it. Am I just doing this wrong? Probably, right? I probably am. But if I keep doing something wrong, I will sell myself out of the benefits or the realities of the other side of the fence, right? You don't know what's on the other side and these heavier experiences throw me into that. And that's why I like the float session. It's like, all right, boom, put me in there. Let's see it. You know, I want to experience this. I want to feel it viscerally. I want it to knock on, I I want to knock on the door just to, 
just to hear the footsteps on the other side, just to let me know like, oh shit, okay, something is over there. And I, I, I just need that. Because I know that if I don't get that, I may... Wait. I may talk myself, I may talk myself out of a practice that could get me there. But because I may, I'm possibly doing it so wrong, um, I'm never going to get there. And then I just kind of like slow down with it or don't take it as serious or don't, or, or I'm just not as consistent as I should be with it. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to break this up into two, two podcasts. This shit went quick, but you know, what I want to get into is kind of like the thoughts that came up after this flow and what it, what it helped me realize and what it was the catalyst to now. Um, but it was a great experience. I would love to do it again. I wish I could do it often. If, if you've never done a float session, I highly recommend it. Everybody's very different on how they take it in. And really, for the most part, everyone comes out just um, appreciative of a new way of relaxing. Because it is different and it's fun to kind of go on these little adventures. Like some people are uncomfortable with massages. Some people are uncomfortable with acupuncture. They don't want fucking people touching them. You know, people also obviously get weird with retreats or even sitting by yourself meditating. You don't know what you're doing. Like you, you, you want to do some of these um, things that are advantageous, right? To your mind and body and all this shit because we live in a stressful world. But, you know, our past experiences, our con- perceptual conditioning and our ego just kind of makes it harder for us to embrace some of these things because we're just so, I don't know, caught up in just what we think these things are, who does them, how I look doing this, you know? And in the end, I think that's just kind of a process of letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go until you embrace and allow yourself to put yourself in these spaces, you know? And don't just, you know, whatever you want to do, make fun of them, think that there's something that they're not, think that only certain people do these types of things, you know, I get that it's a process and even allowing yourself to explore certain things to just benefit yourself, you know, that don't have anything to do with like entertaining yourself. Or stimulating yourself, right? <clears throat> but yeah, the float tank, I highly, highly recommend it. You know, just do a search and see what's near you and whatever the closest one is to you. Go make an appointment and try it out. It's it's awesome. And there's plenty of shit online. It's gotten very, very popular in the last eight years, I'd say, seven years, um, which is good. I like when stuff like this gets popular. It just means it's more accessible to people. I'd like for it to cost less, but you know, in time, some of these things will find its way into a price range that people can afford. I can get a massage for $40 before it was fucking for, for, for an hour. Some places they charge you like $80 for an hour. Fuck all that. 
you know, you just got to find your places that are willing to do it. And I think something like this will eventually, you know, flow into that, you know. The free market will make it better. So, yes, that is the float tank experience. And I love that I'm very grateful and appreciative to my friend that allowed me to do this. And um, I'm glad I was able to share it. And I'm glad for the reflection afterwards, which is what I'll get into uh, after this. So, all right, guys. Peace out. <laughs>